this week on the Mountain Climbers Podcast. Oh, that's really hard. Um, I don't know. This is a really hard question. <laughs> Ever dreamed of becoming a sports star? Erin Naylor has made that a reality. And she said to me, what if I did the one thing in life that I'm most scared of? How would I feel after that? As the number one goalkeeper of the New Zealand football ferns and the French football team Bordeaux, Erin Naylor is one of the few New Zealanders who has been able to make it big in the sporting world. But behind the kind-hearted goalkeeper is a 12-month era that no one should ever go through. Glass just went all over me and we were just yelling at her to drive. In early 2019, Erin gained international media attention after she was attacked amid the protests in Spain. What did that teach her about life and the news? Then later... I didn't want to be there. It's changed my whole perspective on life. Erin opens up about the recent death of her mother with no questions off limits. This is the only place that you can hear Erin Naylor like this. The Mountain Climbers podcast begins next. Thanks, Windsor Creative, for helping make the Mountain Climbers podcast possible. Visit www.windsorcreative.org.nz to discover more about Windsor Creative. That's www.windsorcreative.org.nz. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to the Mountain Climbers Podcast. My name is Duncan Tolmey, and today I am in an ecstatic mood. Very excited because Erin Naylor, New Zealand Football Ferns goalkeeper, joins us over the phone from Europe. Is it that? Is that right, Erin? Yeah, I'm currently in France. Wow. And uh, in researching you, Erin, it looks like you travel a lot from your Instagram and all that kind of thing, um, and also being in the French, French football team. Can you speak more than English? Um, not really. I'm getting there. My French is, I've been here for two and a half years and I would say I'm quite a slow learner when it comes to languages, but I can, I can communicate enough. So what got you into football? So what got me into football, I would say, were my brothers. So when I was about eight or nine years old, I would go down to their trainings um, because my dad was their coach. So yeah, they were, they're two years younger than me, one's two years younger, one's four years younger, and so I'd go along and just join in, and yeah, I really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun, and then, yeah, I guess I just found my own team, and I just kept going from there and haven't stopped. Was there a moment where you realised, oh, this is the sport, this is the sport? Um, not really. There was a moment where I went in goal, and I decided that that was the position for me, but... For me, I've heard that goalie is the toughest position on the field because you can save a thousand goals, but that one deciding shot is missed. Yikes! How do you? What made you really enjoy that position? Um, I love the mental challenge of it, and being a goalkeeper is really tough. Um, footballers know it as the loneliest position in football, and it's really a learning process. So. For me, well, for everyone, when you're younger, you kind of, as a goalkeeper, go through a lot of ups and downs, and then you learn from your mistakes and find your confidence. And, and yeah, I just really, really enjoyed that process. How do you deal with and that kind of pressure? Dealing with the pressure, I think that's just part of the job, and that's part of the learning process. And, yeah, there are times when it's really hard, but that's also... You have to accept it, and you have to take the lows as well as the highs, and and you can never. You just have to learn from everything, mm. all the mistakes, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get nervous? I do for big matches, mm. um, World Cups, friendlies. I I enjoy more because it's more of a learning process, and I know if I make a mistake, 
then I can take something away from that. I get more nervous for, yeah, the big events where it really counts and your team are relying on you. And what do you do to, to help deal with those nerves? Um, so I have a process that I go through and I, uh, I stick to that. Like every game day, I'll do the same routine. Um, so that helps me and I know that I'm prepared and I also do a lot of visualisation. So I visualise myself on the field, making saves, and that really helps with my confidence too. Do you mind sharing that routine with us? Um, it's pretty boring. <laughs> it's just, it's kind of more of a superstition thing. So I'll, um, well, some things I, I guess is getting my body ready too. So I'll make sure I'm really hydrated. I'll make sure I eat really well, mm. um, which I do most of the time anyway. Um, I will have a nap usually a few hours before the game, really? about 30 minutes. Is that yeah, quite just typical? So that my, in, I feel like my mind's ready. Is that quite typical in sports circles? I think so. I know my teammates do it, so I would say in football, yes. I'm not sure about other sports, but yeah, I'd say it's pretty normal. I think it just once you've had a nap, you feel refreshed and you're you're ready to go again. What's it like when you're standing in goal and the opposition is sprinting towards you, about to shoot? Um, for me, it's that's. I enjoy that because that's what I'm there for to save to save the goals, and I think for me because I've I've trained for years and years and I yeah I've trained my whole life for this. I just react on instinct, so it's hmm. you act and then react to do the situation in front of you. Do you ever think of something, or is it just completely natural? No, it's almost it's completely natural. It's I actually am not really thinking of anything. I'm just watching the striker and the ball. Mm. Do you know that you're going to save it? Um, no, not all the time. <laughs> uh, sometimes you can you can read what the attacker is going to do, but yeah, um, you're never too sure until the ball is actually le- has left the attacker's foot. So, how do you approach defeat? Nobody likes to lose, but it's a part of sport and. You just have to take what you can. You have to learn from your mistakes. You have to look at what you can do better and, and take that forward and into the next game. And I, I was looking at your um, Instagram, and there was one quote on there that I, I, I particularly liked. You said, the toughest, yeah. toughest losses make the strongest teams. Yeah, I think when you go through a loss like that, it depends how big the loss is, I guess, and, but it can really make or break a team. And, and most of the time you can really bond with your team and, and move forward from, from a defeat. So, yeah, I, yeah, you can learn from wins, from losses, but, yeah, it really binds you together. Mm. So do you view um, losing as a good thing? Not necessarily. I just think that you have to turn negatives into positives and you, can nev- you have to always find something that you can, you can grow from. Um, in the face of, I guess, adversity, even though that's not the biggest deal in the world. But there's always a positive that you can take from something bad, I believe. And I suppose that that would then um, follow through into other aspects of your life, that you would find a positive out of, out of other negatives, right? Yeah, definitely. Everything that happens, no matter, no matter how bad it is, there's always something you can learn or there's something that you can take and you can grow from it. That is a great message. That's a great message. Um, something that's, I think, not even comparable to defeat 
Um, but that is when your mother passed away earlier in 2018. And I can't imagine what that would have been like for you and your family. Were you overseas at the time when that happened? Yeah, so I, I was actually at this team I'm at now. So I was in Bordeaux. And, yeah, it was really, really difficult, especially being away because this is my job here. Mm. And I was in constant communication Obviously, family comes first all the time, but I was in constant communication with uh, my dad, who was monitoring the situation and was kind of giving me updates, and, and yeah, he let me know when the best time to come home was, but that was a really, really difficult time for me because it was I was kind of being torn between these two places, being with my family and then my team that needed me, um, mm. so yeah, it was, it was very difficult, and I wasn't really in a position to be able to come home for months on end. Um, yeah, re- so it was, it was hard. W- what got you through that experience? Um, I think what got me through is mainly just support from people. So I had my, my fiancé here with me, so that helped a lot. I don't think I could have done it by myself. Mm. Um, so he was here with me. I was... Uh, with my family, and when I went home as well, my family were all there. I was surrounded by them. Um, just having friends to talk to as well. I had a friend who went through a very similar situation. So really, so talking to someone, yeah, so just six months before, the same thing with her and her family. Yeah. So it was, it was um, good to be able to, to talk about it with her. So hmm. yeah, a, a combination of, of different people, I guess, helped me through that that time. What do you think was um, one of the best things that someone did to support you? Oh, that's really hard. Um, I wouldn't say there's one thing that really stood out. Um, like I said, I think it was the combination. So mm. some people would bring food and bring meals, um, which helped our family a lot. It was just one. So it was a small thing, but it was just one less thing to worry about in that time. Um, so that was really nice. And then the people that were there, friends that would come to the house, um, was really nice too. And then just messages of support even, uh, was, was, it was really nice to read them in that time too. Hmm. So for the people, um, out there listening who, who have some, know someone who's grieving at the moment, food, company, messages, all that kind of thing, letting them know that, you know, they're not alone, whatever, that, that really does help. Just being, just being there, and obviously when you're going through something like that, you need time to yourself as well uh, mm-hmm. to grieve. But then just knowing that there's people there to support you or to talk to you whenever you need it, it's it's really helpful. Mm. What do you think's the most important quality that your mother passed down to you? Um, I would say her kindness and compassion. She was a very loving person, and she really showed that. Um, especially through her kids. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that would be a huge thing I learned from her. And also, I would say her strength. She was very, very strong. And uh, in the time that she was sick, she I don't even think I ever heard her complain, which is crazy. Really? Because I think I would be the complete opposite. So, <laughs> yeah, she was very strong wow. and, yeah, very positive. Yeah. Hmm. And I suppose that would help you a lot um, being the goalie and – we were talking about pressure before helping you with that pressure. Yeah. Right. That's that's yeah, just yeah. Incre- it's part of mental toughness. Definitely, yeah, it definitely helps mm. being mentally strong. Has the death of your mother made you think of life differently? Yeah, it has. It's changed 
my whole perspective on life, really. I Your entire perspective. Yeah, well, I mean, I always knew family and friends were important. Everyone does, but not everyone sort of, I don't know, appreciates it as much as they should. And they don't, sometimes, you know, you're with your family and you're not, actually how can you say it you're not um spending valuable time with them Mm. um so i think i think now when i have that time i really try to engage and and i'm not on my phone and i'm just spending yeah valuable time and i think it really appreciates makes you appreciate every moment you have in life too Mm. so everything i do in my life i try to make the most out of it and i try to put 100 percent into it, whether that's on the field, whether that's off the field, whether it's a university or being with friends and family, every moment is really special. Be in the moment. Yes, be present. Has a good your, way of putting it. Yeah. Has the death of your mum made you think about God or spirituality in any way? Um, not really. I definitely, I do, for me, I believe there's something bigger than, than us. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if it's God or or what it is, but I just believe there's a higher consciousness, I guess you could say. Do you have a spiritual practice? I meditate quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, if that counts. I'm not sure, but... um, Yep, that's a spiritual practice. Yeah, I think that really helps just to clear my mind, and it's really important for my sport as well. So I, I think meditation, there's no negatives in that. So I try to do that once or twice a week, 10 to 20 minutes a week. So, yeah, I think it's it's great. And how do you do that? Do you think of a word? Do you think of a person? No, I just focus. I think there's different types of meditation. I haven't really looked into it too much, but I just mm. focus on my breath and clear my mind, really.